marriage is hard as shit. Welcome to Not the Worst Marriage Podcast. All right, we're ready. Kind of ready. No, we're not ready. Neither of us feel very ready. I I don't think I can be ready for this. It's right. I don't think either of us will be ready. But here we are. Oops. It's all good. Episode 10. Um, Did we decide on a name for this? I don't think so. Maybe we'll just figure it out during the episode. Right. We like cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) You did. That's a good one. (laughs) I forgot about that. So we're Sterling and Sarah Buckley. Um, we've been married almost 15 years. We have three kids. We're high school sweethearts. I got pregnant in high school. That's all the things you need to know. Yeah. Anything else? Oh, we live in Vegas. We, and we live in Las Vegas. I don't think we've ever said that. I, yeah, we have. Have we? Oh, yeah. okay. For sure. So the whole reason we even started a podcast was for this episode. Like the, this episode is the whole premise of the entire podcast. Like, I think the fact that we, this is part of our story is why people started to reach out to us and ask us for marriage advice and sort of, I don't know, look to us a little bit more. And that's kind of where we got the idea of fucking just so that we didn't have to talk to people in person. We would just make episodes and (laughs) refer them to them. (laughs) Right. Well, well, I think that it happens so often in like in any party we were in, we were at with any other couple, like we're pretty open about things and like, Oh yeah, we've dealt with that and we've done this things and people would go, Oh my gosh. And they would just like kind of quiz us a little bit and we, and we would give us, give our wisdom. Yeah. I mean, we don't offer up the information of like, hi, Sarah and Sterling. Nice to meet you. We cheated on each other. Yeah. No, it's not, <laughs> it's not a first date material. True. This is like a fifth date conversation, a fifth couple date. True. Yeah. Okay, so what do we hope to accomplish by even telling people what happened? So ultimately what we want to, I guess from my perspective is we want to tell our story the way we, we want to tell it. It's, uh, mm-hmm. we're not going to tell everything because there are things that are private between us mm-hmm. um, and people should respect that. Uh, but at the same time, we want to tell a story that there is life after cheating there's there is there's happy hope. life there's light at the end end of the tunnel um we realize that during the time of cheating and uh, all the pain and agony that we've been through mm-hmm. that the the things that we've accomplished since then have been so much more rewarding yes um that we we kind of want to give a little bit of hope at right. least from my perspective is that there is hope uh whenever a marriage has infidelity or a marriage that you know has cheating and and things like that that it's not just the end because for me in the beginning of our marriage i would have thought cheating was the end of a relationship it's, yeah there's no moving on from there oh yeah that that, that was the final straw there would be you know abs- right. no tolerate nor um, not tolerating that at all um i kind of hope by like what we accomplish is that somewhere somebody will pick one thing that helps them ultimately. Right. Cause I don't even know if what we did was correct. No it, idea. It fucking worked for us. Right. And it worked for us. We're not going to be giving any advice in this episode. Um, I feel like our other episodes, we kind of give more practical advice, but for this particular episode, it's so 
personal. So even if you've gone through this, it just, what works for us may not work for other people. So we have been through a lot of shit and, um, you know, I think that we dealt with it when we're still together. So, oh, that was my text. (laughs) Yeah. Turn your phone off. Sorry. (laughs) We're still together, but we're happily together. I want to make that a right. point. It's right. not, we're not, we're not sticking unha- out for the kids. Right. We and, don't hate each other. We didn't stay together for the kids. That was no. not a, even though kids do, and we're going to talk about it. So yeah. Also, we want to make it a point to say that we're not pro staying in a relationship. That's not working. Like, I don't think either of us would ever tell anyone that they should work it out if they have been cheated on. no, Absolutely not, because ultimately we don't want to be that, um, I don't know, lack of a better word, like pompous. I get like, oh, yeah. you should be able to deal with this or whatever. Well, the way. No, I because every every situation is different. Yes. There are some things where, where situational fucking things happen that, mm-hmm. no, you're leaving and you should leave and you should never, yeah. and you should divorce your divorce your spouse. Yeah. If those things, type of things happen. And so we're not here just to say, stick it out, a hundred percent of the time. Well, but we're, we're just telling our story. The way right? that I, the way that I look at it is that I think, for the most part, um, any marriage can be saved, but not any marriage should be saved. Right, and that's all subjective. Exactly. And so it all depends on the, on the couple but and we, your unique situation. We really loved each other, and yeah. Speaking of which, as and we've talked about this a lot about how people will view us after this people that know us people that don't know us um and ultimately we don't care (laughs) we don't we don't really we don't care care for you know negative feedback i think this is one area um or one topic that we wouldn't be willing to argue with anyone so basically if this episode gives you or makes you want to give us negative feedback, keep it to yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We're doing good over here. That's our nicest way don't, of saying don't, fuck off. Don't, yeah, fuck off with any drama. Right, yeah. Don't, yeah. like, no, don't, don't come at us with anything. Like, I'm not going to tolerate your negative bullshit on social media. And, and guess what? We're, we joke about things all the time. And they're, we're going to make some dark jokes. We're going to make some dark jokes. That's just the, the way we heal. That's the way we deal with things. I think there and, is, and, and this is why I don't think I've ever said this uh, outside of telling you, but. For me, like I love comedy. Comedy is a really big deal for me. I love making other people laugh. I love creating jokes. But a big part of comedy for me is I think that there is immense healing. Absolutely. In being able to joke about things that hurt you. They're not distasteful. We, we have sat on a porch and we've talked about cheating on each other and laughed. And laughed about and it. And that was some of the most healing conversations we've had. Yes. And yes. to be able to laugh together is for me and make fun of ourselves and make fun of each other because we're laughing at ourselves. We're laughing at our mistakes. We're laughing at our shortcomings. Yeah. And to be able to be that like open with one another and just just go, Hey, we can laugh at each other in this area. I kind of, that is healing. That's really an open. I kind of think that was like the final phase of us really, really healing was being able to have a conversation like that, that didn't result in, I mean, a fuck crying or a fight or, you know, bringing up old wounds. Like that was probably our biggest like signifier. I think of like the, we were getting towards the end of all of this. 
Yes, and and ultimately, um, too, I, w- I want to say is I want to be sensitive to to, to the listeners too because this is a, a very serious topic, right? And that we may joke about things, but that's how we deal with it. We're joking about you, ourselves. Other people can't joke about things. No, and I want to recognize that because they may deal with it in a different way. Because we can laugh at things doesn't mean we take it any less serious. It doesn't mean no. that we take it. You know, <laughs> like that we're you know just brushing it off. Like yeah. this is how we heal. This is how again. Like, this is, this about, is our process. Yeah, this is just about because us. ultimately, like infidelity, cheating on each other, it felt like a death. It's the it's it's it one, one of it's one the, the worst things I've ever worst been through. Pains in my life. we've ever been through. We can laugh at it now, and we can and we poke fun at each other about certain things. But we want our listeners to know that we definitely take this very seriously. I wouldn't wish this on anyone. No, not at all. Literally, there's not a single person. Hardest thing I've ever done. Like hardest thing I've ever done in my to life. Choose to still be with you and to yep. live this life. And after well, and thing, both of us cheating on each other, like those are fucking big like yeah. decisions we made yep. to commit to one another. And it, I'm very thankful I did. But we mm-hmm. do take it serious. It's not. So we are only sharing what information we're comfortable with. Um, there's some juicy details we're going to be leaving out. Juicy being a really nice way of saying the really, really terrible stuff. So we're <laughs> going to give you guys <laughs> as a mo. The, so the information that we're sharing, we're only sharing what we think helps you understand our healing process. Because the, um, what did I say? The cheating is not the star of the show. Right. Absolutely it's not. It's like the, this isn't an episode about what we did in our cheating. This entire episode is about how we moved past it. Like, right. And we're not we're trying we're not trying to normalize infidelity no. by any means. No, but it fucking happens and, and, to and, a lot of people. And, and we're going to talk about st- statistics because quite honestly this happens to about half of the marriages but they in stay, the country. What what's the the 70% one that 70% of uh marriages that have infidelity in it, 70% of the um couples stay together. Mm-hmm. Now it dwindles as it goes on, but ultimately when the first hap- when the first case of infidelity happened, seventy percent of the marriages stay together. Mm-hmm. Um, now, on the flip side, over fifty percent of marriages that end in divorce, infidelity is the main main culprit. Yeah. So I think more I, the majority of people listening, I think, have experience with this. That's exactly what what I'm what I'm why I bring it up is uh-huh. that everybody has an experience or knows somebody, and. Ultimately, we're kind of ripping the Band-Aid off and going, hey, let's talk about it. Because yeah. there's people that we know, they don't talk about it. We no. know that they've cheated because there's been some private conversations because we've been a little bit more open about this to our closer friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that there's it's a healthy conversation to have between married couples and go, hey, this is a normal thing. Like, you're not alone. You're dealing with all this pain and misery and all the bullshit that comes along with like having to figure it out because you have kids and mm-hmm. and one spouse cheated on the other and you want to stay together and you don't want to stay together and trying to navigate that and then you stay, end up staying together all yeah. all this fucking mess yeah like well I think for us we weren't willing to stay in a place of unforgiveness right well, or unrest well, like we weren't willing to I was just, saying all that but just going oh. hey you're not by yourself like yeah we we really felt isolated I felt like on an island when we were going through all this yep. Definitely felt like I was on the island. Yep. Um, there was a, a few couples in our lives, uh, one in particular that, that we reached out to, and we'll talk about it. But um, outside of that one couple, we we really 
had no one to go to or talk to or even I didn't want to listen to some self-help fucking tape like I would have never oh, listened to some like, shit like this oh you should stay with your husband you know maybe you shouldn't stay with your husband maybe you shouldn't oh maybe you shouldn't stay with your wife mm-hmm. all these like whether it's faith-based or or whatnot it's like let's just talk about how you feel right now when you're right. going through all this nonsense right um so I, I hope that people get something <laughs> out of yeah. the fact that we're gonna we're just gonna be kind of fucking bare with it Yep. Because if it hurts your feelings, turn us off. (laughs) Yeah. Well, honestly, I don't care about your feelings. No, yeah, I don't. Okay, so let's start in the beginning. Um, We had been married for almost seven years before any of this started. Uh, So we had three little kids. We had what Noah was. We had six, four, and two, six, four, and three when this had happened. We were in one of the. I think probably most stressful times. Right. As far as like marriage with kids and jobs and, you know, everything is getting more expensive and everybody needs more things and life was getting busier. Yes. Um, Exponentially. So it was, yeah, it was like a snowball effect. Uh, But I would say that when this, when our first case of infidelity happened, we were not necessarily in a really bad place. No, like we had, so a lot of the things that we do now for our relationship, we had done since the very beginning, since, since we first um, got married, like date nights, we have always prioritized sex. We've always been or worked towards getting on the same page of parenting. Um, We've always tried to speak each other's love language. We have always tried to practice fair fighting. Like we have always given a lot into our marriage we've always been intentional like yes that's one thing we've and i kind of hate that word intentional but right for lack of a better word we've always made it a commitment to do this is what we're doing we have a plan you know even if the plan fucking sucks we have a yeah, fucking plan even though we were wrong we, we right. just we we Whether constantly talk about like, our relationship we're gonna set rules we, we we do rules and we'll we'll renegotiate like that's just that's just how we work it yeah and, and for us, it fucking helps navigate navigate this. We can't but, we can't not be that way. So during this time, um, we ultimately overall, I think we're we're doing okay. But um, really, underneath, I was not doing okay. Yeah. Um, so I was not. I was in a very even before I knew it. And this is you know picking off our uh, off our last episode is I was in a really bad depression, even though I didn't know I was in the in a depression i didn't and you didn't know for years i i didn't think i thought depression was a was a was bullshit was like I thought, I thought you can just you know <laughs> I can just chuck, don't be sad do things that make you happy don't be sad and um look at all the good things in your life and You're i try to talk to you about certain things i i brought it up like i'm feeling yeah. certain ways like i would tell you like I, i'm feeling this way and and mm-hmm. and i was like i feel like something bad's gonna happen or i, I just felt this way and yeah not blaming you by any means, but right. like it was just, I was feeling these ways, but I would also wasn't honest with you that like there was all the temptations that were, that were facing me. And yeah, well, uh, and I was, was the first person that cheated. Yeah. And, well, there was, time. there was a lot that I didn't know. And I mean, even though you like Sterling did bring it up to me in my mind, they seemed so generic that I was like, well, yeah, I feel that way too sometimes. Well, yeah. Like I wonder, I mean, so at this point too, um, oh, oh. We had we had lost our virginity to each other, and we had never slept with anybody else. Right, we had never slept with anybody else, and so we would, you know, not regularly, but it had come up. Like, yeah, of course, we wonder what it would would be like to be with other people, what it would have been like to go to college and have that freedom, and you know, have multiple relationships yes. and different partners, and 
all of that stuff. I mean, that wasn't something that we shied away from, but I didn't realize that that was turning into a larger burden for you. Yeah, much at the time, much much larger larger burden for me. Um, to a point where at the time I I, I I didn't I didn't really understand this feeling because I didn't uh-huh. like it. I didn't. I, it wasn't something that I found enjoyment in. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, but it was something that definitely, you know, it pushed me in a certain direction, you know. Well, it was like a, it was like a hiding monster right. that you didn't know you had. So, yeah. So I, I cheated first, mm-hmm. um, and immediately felt guilty, and right. I confessed to you. Yeah. Um, it was shortly after, very shortly after, and I was in. a... I was like suicidal at this time. Um, I was very, very dark place. I, I literally was um, the darkest point of my life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I just let, and I said, Hey, this happened. And mm-hmm. I, and I told you what happened and you, and I was crying and, and all that, bumble, yeah. all that bullshit. And I, I really didn't know how to handle that. That was, that was more information. It's, it's something that I, just like I think you never thought that that would have happened. I never thought it would have happened either. And I didn't, I, I feel, it, I didn't deal with it. Like I, I, it didn't sink in for a while. No. And for me, it was, I was so, I, I was ashamed. I yeah. was, I felt so much shame. Um, and, but I also felt the burden of, I need to be honest with you. You couldn't live with, I couldn't live with keeping it quiet because I was like, I want, I don't want this to be part of my life. Yeah. It wasn't something I was happy with. It wasn't a decision I was, that it wasn't fun and naughty and like, no. no. And I, I, once I confessed, I was like, you know, I want to work on this. I want to fix this. Yeah. You didn't tell me that you were like, if you want to leave, I get it. Oh, totally. But at the same time, I also, I wanted to work on all these things. Yeah. But once I told you, I didn't, I didn't realize too, is like by me telling you this, it completely fucked up your world. Yeah. Like in a way that. It changed me as a person. Right. I'm, I'm not, I, I'm not the person that I was before this happened anymore. That person over the next couple of years died. And that's just, that's. Un- right. That makes me so sad. Like, I mean, it's okay. I'm a better person now, but I like yeah, my, I like myself more now than I was before then. But that is like the level of consequence that we're talking about. Right. And so I didn't even know who I was. I'm just like, hey, I did these things. I didn't even understand why I did them. I felt yeah. like I couldn't say no to these things. Um, yeah, that's there, a big, that's was, a big. There were some, I made these decisions um, uh, that were just really completely out of my character. Uh, they, they were not things that I normally do. Like yeah. I said, we were, we were virgins. Uh, we were o- our onlys uh, mm-hmm. up until this point. Um, and then once I confessed it to you, I was really from one hope of mine was that we would go to counseling or uh, like there'd be some type of, he- if you left me fine, but I wanted to find some type of healing in this area right? because I didn't really get it. Like, why did I do, why did I make these decisions? Yeah. Why did I do something? Like, and I don't, I don't really want to It wasn't a do. coworker. It wasn't someone close to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? It right. Was, you didn't fall uh, in love with someone. Right. I was not trying to like leave you. Right. Be with someone else. Well, and you weren't necessarily unhappy with our, our marriage. Right. No, it was just this area, like this yeah. sexual thing. Yeah. So, for the next two years. Well, so we, 
so he told me and we talked about it and I at that point I was like no I don't I don't want out like I I didn't want to leave I didn't want I didn't even really want a separation um I I really wanted to work through it and I really thought that I could I really thought that we could but uh and I thought it was going to be okay but I was very very naive very naive in the, in the beginning. Um, I was hurting in ways that I couldn't even understand. Like it was almost too much to even think about. So like there were periods where over the next coming months that like we couldn't even talk about it. Yeah. It was, it, it wasn't something that all of a sudden became a topic of conversation. No, in we our didn't, private time. It was, we didn't jump into working on this. No, it, it became like something that was kind of like brushed under the rug. And I, yeah. I hated that. And I'm like, I don't want, I didn't want it to be that. Yeah. I, I, I didn't, didn't know, know what else to do. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and I needed to go, I needed to go through like the seven stages of grief. And I fought that for so long that those seven stages took a really long time. (laughs) Right. And there's a process to this because ultimately when I told you that, like I cheated on you, there was part of it felt like a death of our marriage where like I broke a vow. Yeah. And and well, it, we put we put that on a pedestal that we had only been together, and we re, I really really prided we, us in that. Yes, I, I definitely was like, oh yeah, I've that was a stuff in my, like big ego, big ego thing. thing and yeah, I wish I still could say it. I, like, oh, I, of course, I, my heart, I wish I still. Could Are you say kidding? That. I miss like, being a one dick wonder. How many women can say that? <laughs> right, a one dick wonder. I had to hang. <laughs> a one dick wonder. <laughs> I had to I had to hang that cape up. It fucking hurt. It's in the back of my closet. It's got dust on it. <laughs> We told we dry, told you we were gonna make a lot. Dry, <laughs> it was dry clean only. <laughs> it was dry clean. <laughs> so, <Yeah. clears throat> so this happened, and we didn't tell anybody. No, Nobody knew. No, we and this is we, D- well, we kept this between ourselves and you, between uh, some people that were close to us. Uh, yes, that we sought counseling through. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So maybe three people total knew, but uh, like we didn't tell our family. We didn't tell our good friends. Um, we didn't tell anybody and I'll be honest. It's like think now that I can look back with a, a clear head at those first couple of years, um, a, a big part of me was just like, well, if I pretend it's okay, it's going to be okay. Right. I, I wish we would have told someone. I wish someone could have kept like, could have talked to me. I so wish we would have talked to more people. Um, I don't because I don't think that that would have necessarily helped. I think this was, for me personally, because of the way that I used to deal with emotions, especially negative emotions, and this is a big ADHD thing on how I process feelings, because once I get overwhelmed, I kind of shut down. And <clears throat> had someone tried to talk to me about it then, I don't think it really would have helped much because yeah, I didn't I mean, have the emotional understanding. True. It I still would have been shallow um for me it still would have been like had i let's say i went and talked to someone and told them and even told them like how i was feeling there still would have been such strong walls up for me that i don't necessarily wish i could go back and tell somebody else right nothing in and, then and this i is, think i think that's a lot of i think a lot of marriages go through that i think a lot of people go through have infidelity and they've never told anybody else yeah and, and i would i would recommend that i would Ultimately, I, I would tell the right people. Yeah. Tell the people, you know, that, you know, that tell people that you, you trust that are on your side. But right. Be careful who you tell. Mm hmm. For sure. Yep. Because those people can use it against you. Right. 
Um, so the next was like two years in between. So yeah, so I, I it, told you, I, I confess, and then it was like... Life was hell. Life was hell. For the next two years, we we tried to like like fix things, but it was it, it was like we were working against each other, trying to work on ourselves at the same time. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, you were in a place of hurt that I... I couldn't even penetrate to like I, try to make I was amends. Broken, completely broken. And I was broken. At the as same a person. time, my mindset, I hadn't come to terms with my depression or right. The other you still that, didn't. You still didn't know. You were still really I was confused. Still dealing with things, so I was not attentive during this time. So for two years, no, you you're pretty you, mean. You should have left me. You totally should have left me. Yeah, probably. You were you were pretty mean in those two years, and yeah, that I was, was selfish. Really, I was yeah, I, like. And that, I, I that was, was I was I was just in a fucking I was you're broken too dick I was you're a big broken dick big big broken asshole yeah like I was so just and not it wasn't like intentional like it wasn't like oh I'm wake up every morning just to be a well dick you weren't to you. abusive like, no but you were like, just an I was, asshole I was just selfish I was focused like focused on me and what, the things I wanted so two years later yeah you come to me and you go hey has there been anybody else which I never would have asked. I I, I I never would have asked. I tried to lie. I tried to lie. I mean, you like basically vomited it out. I think I think you were. Was, I think you it, were it was wishing that inside. I would ask you. So for the for, so the two years between, I was dying inside as a person. Yeah. I my, literally my I, well, I didn't. I cared so little about myself. I I was I. I it was the worst depression of my life. Yeah. Was that was this, a really dark time. couple of years. Um, well, and, and at the I, time, cause I was disappointed in myself too. Like I held oh, the standard yeah. on, but, but you, I told you, you I said, weird no, expectations. I said, no, I, I, I had cheated again. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, he, he and came clean. It. Well, and during this time too, another really big strain on our life in general, on top of kids. And I had, um, I had started working part time, at a job that was either nights or weekends. And so that put a lot of strain on us. And then, um, we bought a house and we bought our first house. And then, um, Sterling's mom had been diagnosed with terminal cancer. And so we moved her in with us for six months. Right. And I mean, if you've ever had an in-law, you know, live with you, or if you've ever had to care for a sick family member, you know, that just that alone is, it's just stressful. It just puts a little bit more pressure on an already like about to explode pressurized situation. Like yes. there were, there were a lot of factors going on. It was a very volatile situation. Volatile. That's a good like, word. Volatile. Yeah. The gasoline fumes were, were high. Yeah. And in this time I didn't, I, um, I didn't cheat. I didn't do anything that would have been considered cheating. I didn't want to, um, but once Sterling told me the second time, especially because those, the last two years had just been so awful and I couldn't understand how, like I, he was treating me the way he was treating me when I was like, what the fuck? I didn't do anything. (laughs) Like, I'm not the one who has caused like some recent problems. Like, I don't understand why you're not kissing my feet every morning and making me breakfast. And so I was out. I, and, and. So the so yeah so two years later you you asked me if I did and I, and I confessed I said yes and like it wasn't I, I wasn't caught it wasn't like something like that I just right confessed and uh, you left and then that's when we we that was our first separation and yeah we separated 
Yeah. Um, and, and I was hell bent on divorce. I didn't want to work. I didn't want to talk. You were done. I was done. I took my wedding ring off. I, this uh, is super petty, but for me, it was a big deal. I took his name off my social media. I took us off as being, I think I blocked you on all my social media. This, this, this time it became a lot more public. Everybody knew. It was a lot more public because I couldn't do this alone again. Right. And, and, I, I, and I'm, I'm not blaming you. I'm not blaming you. Right. Any means, but well, when we say public, we mean the. Everybody I knew knew. People, people knew something was up. People knew we were separating or going to divorce. People knew that, that something had happened because we weren't doing well. Um, I, I told you told your family, I told my family I had to, like, I didn't, right. I didn't, you know, I didn't go, I didn't tell my family like with the, the tone of like, Kim, wait till you hear what this motherfucker did. Like, Oh my gosh, blah, no, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And it was, well, and that's a big deal because like, I didn't tell people to shame you. I didn't tell people because I wanted everyone to know what you did. Everybody should know what a piece of shit you are. Everyone's going to not believe, you know, wow, how could you do that to her? Blah, blah. That is not why I told anybody. And that should never be why you tell anyone. Mine genuinely was, I had felt so alone because no one in my life knew. And so no one could even begin to understand how i had yeah, been feeling for the past previous two years you were we were you were doing this by yourself after yeah i already told you that i cheated like so you were already, I'd already done with, it you were already dealing with this for two years yeah and then it happens again and yeah. then so you're like done so yeah. what happens is we end up separating i move out i we i live you know out of the house for like a month and then yeah. i end up moving back in and then we uh the kids were starting school so i agreed for you to move back in but, but you we stayed slept in, separate in a different rooms. room so we said we slept in separate rooms for a couple months and oh, fucking um, terrible and we tried to and it was a fucking mess like trying to we couldn't even talk to each other and you looked at me and you're like maybe we'll get remarried in five years like and you were like i was a fucking you were bitch done. i was so i was so angry were, i've never been more and justified i'm justified yeah i just i had but you were cruel to me like you were cruel like i'm not I'm not asking you to say sorry because I don't think you should be defensive about it, but right. you said things that should have been said the first time. I didn't feel them the first time. And I just remember going, I deserve every bit of this. Oh yeah. I deserve every bit of this. And I, and oh. I knew you did. And I'll be honest the first time I didn't think you deserved it. Oh, I yeah. didn't, I didn't think you deserve. I really didn't. I didn't want to punish you the first time I tried to be there for you. Obviously some shit was fucking wrong. Right. And, and and you were hurting and I wanted to, you know, be there for you. And I just didn't know how to do both. I didn't know how to be there for you and, you know, be there for me too. And I shouldn't really have been there for you during that time. But this time I was just beside myself with, I don't think I will ever be that angry again. Um, as long as I live and that kind of anger, thankfully, I mean, I made mistakes in that time because that's when I cheated. But the just, I mean, that level of anger just changes you. And thankfully, I didn't do anything that was so damaging. It couldn't be repaired. I mean, cheating, I mean, that kind of falls in that category. But right. I just, I think it could have been worse. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Um, like I could have, you know, I could have like set the car on fire or, you know, yeah, spray painted you know, cheater spray my car. at your yeah. work. I don't know. Like I could have called your boss. I'm just saying crazy white girl stuff. No, none of that happened, but we could have banged your boss. It's fine. Yeah. Well, and I guess for me, it felt 
because when once I asked you and you told me it had already happened, like what the few few months before, within the mm-hmm. few months, something well, whatever. But it wasn't like the night before. No. But for me, finding that out felt like not only was our marriage done, but it had been done for you for a while now. Right. And I was like, oh, I'm fucking late to the we're You're divorced late to the game. Party, yeah. yeah. And so I was ready to move the fuck on. I wanted a new life. I wanted a new everything. I if I if I could have made it to where I never saw you again after that, I would have. Right. And the only reason why we saw each other is because we had kids. It's because we had kids, yeah. Um and so during this time, the second time the second go around is the the time that I I really I made this, these decisions. I, I'm fully responsible for them. I, I, I took them, but at the same time, they were. It felt like it was out of character for me. Um, it was. It was something that I didn't really understand. I, I, I felt like I was being driven or pushed to make these decisions, for coming something from inside me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second time, the second go around, you left, and I was by myself. You went out of town with your. Well, family. I took the kids. You took the kids and everything out of town, and. Uh, so for the next couple of days I was by myself and um, I ended, ended up looking up and, and finding out and, and researching sex addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, went to my first meeting and I was like, man, these people talk the way that they, the way that I think mm-hmm. like the, the words that they talk, like it makes sense to me. Yeah. And I remember sitting there in, in my first meeting going, oh my gosh, that was a tough I'm, first meeting. I'm a sex addict. Mm hmm. And I can hear people going, oh, every husband who cheats jumps oh, yeah. to the sex oh, addict. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. As a cop-out. Uh, as a cop-out. So I want to say this. I cheated and I'm a sex addict. Mm-hmm. I did not cheat because I'm a sex addict. Right. I'm not using this as a cop-out. Mm-hmm. Um, me, I discovered my sex addiction. It was more about healing for me than mm-hmm. defending or justifying my decisions because my decisions and the things, the choices I made are, are not justifiable. Well, and you they were wrong and I, I, I take responsibility for them. And you didn't go to meetings and all of that to try and save our marriage. No, no, no. I did this you because needed that. I mm-hmm. needed this for me because I had to come to, cause I did not realize like the things that were pushing me, these compulsive behaviors, these compulsive yeah. decisions that I made. Um, that ultimately were rooted in your childhood. Oh, so, and during this time, yeah, like, I just like, I had to process some some childhood trauma, sexual tra- childhood trauma. Um, yeah, I was highly sexualized, sexualized from the time I was like three, four years old, mm-hmm. all the way through my adolescence and 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 into into my adulthood. Right until um, present day. <laughs> and, and, until present day, yeah, yeah. No, still, there's those things that still affect me today. That mm-hmm. the, the how I view sex, the way that the, the chasing serotonin levels in your brain, and like mm-hmm. those are the ways you get fixes, and that's how sex addiction works. But that was started when I was a little kid and, mm-hmm. and, and I started to work through this process. And so the second time going around, I entered this program and I, and I entered a, st- a 12 step program and, and just I, like any other addiction. Right. And, and I also started therapy during mm-hmm. this time and I did this really. And I go, you know what, if we're going to get divorced, we're going to get divorced, but I got to be a good dad. I got to, I have to at least be a, a person, a human that can be functional because right. I was a mess. Yeah. Well, and, and that's not the person you wanted to be. No, no, no. It's not the person I wanted to be, but I wanted to make a point that like, I started making steps towards that, that direction. Of like, I need yeah. to fix this part of me. If we work out, we work out. If we don't, we don't. Um, right. So for the next couple months, yeah. That's what I, my focus was 100% on. I need to like start 
navigating this within me. Yeah. And well, and I remember when addiction. you told me that you were kind of, I, I kind of remember, I don't know if it was maybe one, I don't think it was just one conversation, but I remember not caring. Oh, I uh, remember something. I remember something you telling me, and I think still to this day, I hate this. It I is the most. Say. It is. I I am so thankful you told me this. Oh, it's terrible. It's. I'm so thankful you did. You you look me in the eye and you go, "Your sex addiction is your problem. You need to fix it. You need to. This is this is your burden, or the, right? I don't know if you use word burden, but this this is your thing. Yeah. She goes, I don't want to have anything to do with it. No, I didn't want and to hear about your meetings. I didn't. I I did I was not so, care. I'm today i'm so thankful for that because it, it is this is something that happened to me it happened to me before when i was a kid growing right. up and like the the way i am today is like all those things there's so many things that didn't have to deal with you that made me this person uh-huh i need to deal with this because well, and for me it was so powerful to, because even if you stay with me or not i'm going you're right because i need to own this as a person yeah because you might not be with me i can't pass this on to the next person right but and see, I, that, was, I was so thankful for that. I, I am. I am so thankful for that. A difficult part of that, like a difficult part of our story or the way that sex addiction fits into what we went through was it took me a while to, to reconcile that there was nothing I could have done to keep this from happening. It, there, I couldn't have paid more attention to you. I couldn't have been more, you know, I couldn't have done more things. I couldn't have been a better wife. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was really, really hard to reconcile. I think it would have been easier to deal with had it been, you don't pay enough attention to me and this person did. And, you know, I have all these needs and you're not filling them. And, you know, I finally got to the point, you know, maybe a more yes. traditional story of, Oh, my wife doesn't pay attention to me. She never wants to have sex anymore. You know, blah, blah, blah. And somebody else caught my eye and I went that direction and made a mistake. That I think would have been, for me personally, an easier situation to deal with because I just, I felt like I didn't have anything to blame. Like I needed to know more why, but I couldn't understand the, why because I didn't want to be a part of. But the blame is me. I, I made the choice. Yeah, it's no, I yeah, I know that, but like I'm responsible for the choices I made. It's not like this way. I some people have asked me like, if you could go back and change it, would you have ever done it? Like, one of the things that came out of our infidelity for me was a self discovery that I if I would pay him, I would pay anything that if, I wish I would have had that earlier in my life, right? Um. To, 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 to work through this this issue and these childhood things that I was going through at the time. Mm -hmm. um, for me, our infidelity was almost worth it because of, yeah. because of how the dark place I was in. The, and that sounds so selfish because it was like, I hurt no, you. No, it doesn't. So, it, it, it's so selfish because I hurt I you in the process and that's terrible. It's well, so there's selfish. Collateral damage, but at the same time, but you're my collateral damage and my and the kids and all the other stuff. Yes, but, but the other the other. I'm collateral... so glad I found out now. Like, you know, you know, now that it's 2019 and we're we're doing great. It's yeah. like I can talk about this, but during the time, I was just like discovering things about myself and how I, how I, how I processed, you know, uh, negative emotions and things like that, right. and how I use sex and things and. Like process going through that whole thing well, it helped you it, understand yourself a lot. It helped me understand the decisions I made and, yeah. and why I made certain things. And right, um, 
But as far as like me being the collateral damage, had I not been the collateral damage, you could have committed suicide. Like that, that, that's oh, a very true. realistic No, 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 because no, I, I really was there in right. a dark place before I found out about sex addiction. Yeah. Sex addiction was a kind of eye-opening thing going, oh, this is what's You're not going alone. on inside. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, then I could start to go, in, and then I went into therapies and talked about my depression and really talked and, and worked through that. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately what I want to talk about sex addiction is that I don't want it to ever look at like it's a cop out because right. it's not a cop out. We don't we don't look at it as a cop it's, out. No, it's an, I cheated and I'm a sex addict. Yeah, I didn't cheat because I'm a sex addict. Right. And I just want to make that. Yeah. That clear. Good. So then. So we during this time we were separated um, when I was still very hell bent on leaving. We lived together. I made I really fought to have boundaries of like, don't pursue me. Don't buy me gifts. Don't be nice to me. Don't ask me to dinner. Don't try to spend time with me. Don't touch me. Don't do all of those things. And even though ultimately it was kind of a good thing that you did, it made me really, really mad that you did. Yeah, because I was, I was just trying to. You were trying to win me back. back. Yeah, but that wasn't necessarily the best thing to do at the time. I was just being nice to you anyway, could and trying yeah, to be. But it was, but it wasn't about you being nice. It, it, it was it about all, it didn't all work out. No. Well, it was more about me feeling listened to. <laughs> right. Like, I haven't asked you for fucking anything. Right. <laughs> Our entire marriage. Now I just want you to leave me alone. Now I'm literally just asking you to not be nice to me. Um, And a big part, like, you know, and we'll talk about this in a little bit as far as how we were able to forgive each other. A big part of how we were able to move on was being, was understanding each other's why. The why behind you know, not the reason, but the reasons, you know what I mean? Like it, it wasn't just that I wasn't enough. I mean, I felt that way, but it wasn't just, he had a hot secretary, you know, there were just heavier issues. So that sex addiction was Sterling's mine. The first time, um, was that I realized, you know, we'd been married almost 10 years and I realized that I had not legitimately, I had never ever as an adult made a decision because I wanted to never. Every decision I have ever made was either with Sterling and the kids in mind. I took a job that fit our schedule. I would do this so that you could go do your thing. I, you know, I wouldn't buy this so that I could buy it for the kids. Every single thing that I did in my life was for somebody else. And I just could not live that way anymore. And so what was finally my cave in outside of being a fucking broken, absolute mess of a woman was that that was almost justification for me of going like, I'm so sick of only doing stuff for other people. Like at what point in my life am I going to make decisions that I want to make them? Like, when am I going to not do things because, or, you know, I don't know. That was a big factor for me. Right. So, so, so I cheated in that time that we were separated. And one thing that I want to make it a point so, to so say. Like, I want to cheat? Is that what you're... No. You're like, I'm doing this for me. <laughs> I'm doing this for I me. I deserve this. I deserve this. <laughs> Get over here. Give me that dick. No, but... The, oh, God. Gross. <laughs> oh, you're so fucking gross. No, it was not like that. But that was just a tipping point for me of going you know, of realizing that I, I remember the very first time I had a panic attack and this was before this shit went down. It had been probably a year before then. And I don't know what made me think of this, but we were about to go for a night out 
and I was getting ready and I realized that I wasn't anybody if I wasn't your wife. My entire identity was Mrs. Buckley. Yeah, that's not cool. And it's not something that I realized. I mean, I had just, I loved our marriage. I loved our kids. I loved our family. You know, we did everything together. Like there were lots of good things about that, but obviously it's a double-edged sword. But that for me was devastating because I wanted to like, why didn't I want to leave? Other people leave when this happens. Like, why am I sticking through? Like, why am I putting up with the way that, you know, you treat me? And it was because I didn't see myself as a person outside of being your wife. Like if I wasn't Mrs. Buckley. Yeah. You found your your identity in our. Yeah. Well, that was a, that was a, a downside to getting married so young. Yes. Was that both of us, you know, I think both of us really tied a lot of our identity into our marriage. Oh, for sure. And that's a big negative. And maybe we should say that more in other episodes is that like, we're not pro getting married young. I don't think I've ever told anybody young to get married. No, no, no. And it's I wor- never would. It's worked out for us. but Yeah. We had to jump through 9,000 flaming hurdles to get and, here. And this. Yeah. And this. That is, it's a really big con, I think, to getting married young is that you don't know who you are. And when you don't, you kind of... I, you know, um, establish your identity based off of your surroundings versus based off of really the person you want to be or who you are or whatever. So we ended up getting back together. Sterling was very much ready to get back together. Sterling I mean, had made a lot of progress. My world was gone. Like yeah. ultimately my world was gone. I, I did not want to get a divorce. I didn't cheat because I wanted to you be wanted with someone, someone else. else. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wanted to fix this part of me that that caused me to cheat or that, 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 mm-hmm. that, you know, that made it appealing to cheat. I wanted to fix that part of me. I, I didn't want this to be a thing. So ultimately I did want to be together. And so we did get back together. Yeah, we did get back together. And, but, but, but here, I want to say you, there was a couple of things that you decided to get back to, with me together. Uh, when, we, when you decided to, you know, take me back is that you saw significant changes in areas of my life. Yes. That, there were, were tangible changes that were that negatively affected you whether it right. was my temper and still to this day like those are changes that are still there right like it hasn't happened like right the way i talk to you the way like even responding like my temperament um oh yeah there, there were significant changes over those couple of months because i was in i was in you a, were in deep therapy i was in therapy i was going to because there was a lot of fucked up things i was going through at this time and fixing, uh-huh. and I really was like, "Hey, I'm doing this for me. If we get back together, right? We get back together. That was a and big deal for me. Ultimately, I did want to get back to, together with you. Yes, that was not a secret. That wasn't something I was like no. holding up my sleeve. I did want to be with you. Yeah, but it, and that, I made that vocal. It was a big. But I did make some changes. It was a big deal for me to see and to know and like really understand that the changes you were making weren't for me. That was a really big deal to me, but. So like you, this is now two and a half years into probably when your like depression started, right? Yeah. Uh, Maybe yeah, three. Close three years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My, so like those three years for you, you were kind of on the decline, right? Things were getting better. I was figuring shit out. You were figuring shit out. On the end of that. Yes. At the same time. Mine was just starting. Yours, yours was just starting because this was the beginning of. This of, was basically the beginning of like I think we could have had you not have you had you never cheated again I don't I necessarily don't think I would have cheated and oh, I, I think agree. that we would have I think we would have gotten past it like the, that first initial one but yeah for me I was I was just 
I was nothing. I was nothing of a person. There was nothing inside. I was an absolute shell. I was not the person who I used to be. I didn't know the person that I wanted to be. I had immense shame for what I had done when we were separated. And for the record, just because we were separated, I don't want anyone to tell me like, well, well it wasn't really cheating because they were, it was a hundred percent cheating. It was 100% cheating. Yeah, we're still married. We, we were still married, but it, and it was but we got not back any together. less. So we got back together right after we got back together. I cheated again. This, that after that for me was, was for sure my lowest point. Not, no, not my lowest point. My lowest point's coming up, but I was super, super low and I didn't tell Sterling. I didn't tell anybody. So we, you know, spent the next almost year. Right. And I, I'm, I'm still going to therapy. I'm yeah. still Sterling's like, doing working great. myself. I'm still like a hundred percent focused, treating you great. Uh-huh. Not realizing and not knowing that like you have this underlining. I was still a fucking mess. You're uh, you're you were completely a mess during this time, destroyed yeah. as a person. Like yeah, um, and we we didn't have good communication at the time. We we no. we, we try to avoid all fights, anything negative. Yeah, we were just trying to keep the peace. It was like, less volatile, but it was still volatile, or at least I was. Yeah, but we were ultimately we we weren't trying to. We were like skating on thin ice, both of us. Yeah, we were kind of moving forward, but on yeah on thin ice. So then, um. I didn't tell Sterling that I had cheated. He found out. Somebody else told him. Um, and as you can imagine, that didn't go really super fucking well. So that we were fuck, a year later and we were fucking right back it to was a year later, one. Yeah. And, and we, uh, Sterling wanted a separation. Did you want a divorce then? No. Um, you weren't like, I want a divorce like I had been. No. And this will, will this I could, I could talk about this now is that when, when I confessed to you, that I cheated. Like one of the things that you didn't do, you didn't ask for details. Right. I didn't have to come and like just tell you everything that, that happened. I don't have to give you all the nitty gritty. Like, like you were just like, this isn't this. And I was like, yes. Like I was open. I would have told you anything. I I still will tell you anything. Be completely honest with you. And I don't real. I didn't realize it until then, until this time, Uh you know, uh, when I was the bad guy, when you were the bad guy, of really realizing how much grace that was because I could kind of, I was able to kind of do that to you and go, I don't need to know all the details. No. What do you mean? No. They're about knowing details. Oh no, no, no. What I'm saying is like, I, that's when the point, that's the point that I realized how much grace that was. Mm-hmm. And I was able to do that for you and going, I don't need to know all the details. Like, mm-hmm. and this is where like, we were still in a very dark time in our, in our marriage. Yeah. I'm and still a super fucked up person <laughs> at oh, this point. Oh, for sure. There was still no, I was not even at rock bottom yet. I was still just a mess. So then we just like hurt each other again mm-hmm. in this time. Mm-hmm. And both of us, both of us during this time fucked up more. Yeah. And we kind of came together and we were like, kind of like waved both. Our, we both waved our white flags going, yeah. Hey, we have kids together. Like let's like fucking yeah. figure it out. Well, I remember we had the conversation of like, I don't, I don't want to hurt each other anymore. Right. I, like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to keep doing this. Yeah. Yeah. And so we got back together. Um, we didn't really separate. We just kind of like fought and like slept in different rooms for like a month. Yeah. Like it wasn't no, like but real this official. Is, you wanted me, you wanted, wanted me out. Yeah. I wanted you to move out of the house. You didn't move out of the house though. No. Oh, that, that made me mad. It still makes me mad. It still makes me mad that you didn't move out of the house. I moved out of the house. First go around. I was like. Mm. Fair is fair, bitch. Yeah. Out. True. You were you were a little bit about getting even. Well, and no, that, it wasn't about getting even. I was just like, hey, I want you to, hey, 
This is what happens when someone fucks up. You want to sleep on the couch for a month? I slept on the couch for a month. We like separated kind of, but not, it was, I guess, a different form of separation. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Kind we of, were just pissed. Everybody was pissed. I was a mess. We were like, we're going to, we're going to stick it out. Like we're going to like hang yeah, out. We decided to give it, it another like, go. We're going to be married and miserable. Yeah. Married and like try to we work We just got to figure this. it out. Yeah. We were just, we weren't we're like, willing to give up. Yes. Well, and it was ultimately we weren't being like cruel to one another, but no, but we were just both we were being super open, like, up. We, like I wanted to go to counseling. You didn't want to go to counseling. Yeah, there were some those areas like where we just emotionally we were not connecting. No, so I was too. I didn't have emotions to connect to. I was too. I was just. I still was just a shell. Right. So then, for the next two years after this. Yeah, then I mean things were okay. things were doing okay. We we managed. We managed. We um, and we were we still liked each other. And yeah, like, I think we and were still the process happy. Is this is that we're still friends. Like we still did things that made each other happy. We still like loved on one another. But we ultimately deep down like there was like this underlining just thing of unhappiness, hurt, um, pain that like just kind of just sat there on the bottom and the yeah. surfacey stuff of like every day the day-to-day was like oh i love you you know and, and and we did things that made each other feel good but yeah like the real meaningful stuff we kind of just kind of brushed under the rug yeah so for two years like it was not it it didn't really get any better over the next couple of years no because i wasn't I, I was still not doing well i didn't i still hadn't dealt like i i really hadn't like forgiven um i hadn't dealt with what i had done um i just there was still a lot of progress that I hadn't made that set us back a long time. Yeah. I mean, I think we could have gotten over this much sooner if I had been able to process and handle and, and grieve and, and do but, all of those things that I, I needed to do. But who's ready for that? Like it's, no one, no one's ready for that. So you, no one, like, that, that's why I, one of the things why I want to share the story is that because you go through this once or twice or three times or four times, like mm-hmm. you, it doesn't mean you're going to be ready the first time or the second time or the first no. time you leave and you get a divorce. That's fine. Like we're not uh, here yeah. to like telling, this is just our story. Right. We weren't ready at this time. A couple of years down the road, I was at my, so we, we got to this so, point. Yeah, we, got, we got to this point and then, um, I cheated again. Yeah. Did, had you cheated again? Um, there had been like in there. something in there. Yeah. Yeah. And we've cheated so much. Our timeline is fuzzy. Yeah, we it's a little fuzzy it's because we just hurt, we just kept going back and forth we were hurting each like, other. What, we spent like three or four years just miserable individually, and all of that pain was coming out in horrible ways, horrible ways, horrible ways, ways so, we didn't want. That was I had turned. I this was my low point. So when so this would have been the third time that we separated. This was rock bottom for me because I had turned into this person that I hated. I didn't want to be this person. This wasn't a person Uh that, that I felt like was someone I was happy being. I I couldn't, you know, neither of us ever had the mentality of like, well, this is just who I am. Like that wasn't good enough for me. Like I wasn't, I wasn't willing to just forgive myself based off of like, well, you've been through a lot. Well, this never would have happened if he hadn't done this. Well, like those weren't good enough answers for me. And for me, for those first two years before I cheated, and I didn't realize this till a lot longer later, was that I felt better than you. 
Oh, and really? I think, yeah, when well, we've talked I'm, about I'll, this a little bit, I've, I've never phrased less, it. Like, yes. It felt like worse because I did it first. Like, I'm always feeling, I feel like the person that's yeah groveling or, you know, like the one person who needs to be the one who makes up. Well, and frequently. even, even up until this, this last time that I cheated in the back of my mind, I still, I kind of let myself off the hook because I had been hurting so bad. I didn't think that it was okay. And I didn't really feel less guilty about it, but it, in my mind still, I, it just, it felt like one, it felt like I I couldn't have not done those things. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the last time I didn't have that excuse anymore. Like I didn't have the excuse of, uh, well, you know, Oh, it's all fresh. Oh, you're still hurting. Oh, this like there had been time and right. I didn't use that time to get better. I didn't use that time to heal or to, you know, deal with things that I wasn't dealing with. And so this last go around was my rock bottom because I finally felt like we were even and it was never about getting even. None of this was about revenge no, 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 or no, what no. we no, deserved. I, I, I think you felt even as. What did you feel as even as like we're both even on the fucked up level? Like, Neither of us deserved to still be in this relationship. Exactly. Like not like even like, oh, we got back at each other. Even like we're both scumbags. Yeah. Because up until like for a long time and I didn't, I didn't actively think this. It wasn't until, you know, a while later that I was able to look back and realize that this is how I felt. But there was still that underlying, you don't deserve to still be married to me. Right. Which is and not fucking fair. I, I felt that way too. I felt, I didn't feel like I deserved to be married to you. I was like, right. I did all these things and you're giving me this grace. I didn't feel like I was deserved it. And then even vice versa, when, when things went back and forth with us, I still was like, I started all this. Like, this is my problem. My sex addiction. My, I was like, I'm the culprit of all of this. Like I, I feel responsible. You, it's my fault. Yeah. Um, but it, well, that's, a, I guess that's a good way of putting it is that I finally felt like, I could no longer pass off some of the responsibility to you. Right. So this last time, so, and this was a few years ago. And so this last go around, I was done. This was the this first, was when this you was were the done. first time I was done. Yeah. And I, and I was like, okay, I'm, you were so done. You moved out. Yeah. I, and I did. I moved out. I moved mm-hmm. out for a month and, and I was like, and I begged you to come home. And this was the first time. I saw that you really fought for us and not not necessarily for us, but you fought for me. Like, yeah. um, And I've always felt that it was kind of a little bit of unfair for me to like think this because you also fought for us the first two years, you know, you were fighting for us the whole time. Right. Yeah. I didn't see it because you were fighting for us the whole time. The fact that we were fighting for each other the whole time, even though we're going through and hurting each other, like we're still trying mm-hmm. to keep all this together. Like we're, we have kids together. We're in the kids had no, no part. No, in this. it's, I love you, like, but they're real like reality in this, but mm-hmm. that we were trying to hold all this together towards the end, you know, a couple of years ago, I was like, mm-hmm. I was done. I was like, this is not healthy. Like we have to move on because we can't just keep enough is each enough. Other. Like enough is enough. Um, yeah. we can't hurt each other anymore. And I was done and I was like, I'm moving out. I, and, and then you, there was like something switched in you and like, that was the first time I yeah, saw that rock bottom. <laughs> you really <laughs> fighting for me and, and you can confe- you, you had some confessions and stuff and I, yeah. and I gave you grace. And I was like, and this is the point where I appreciated all the grace that you've given me before. Like, yeah, you didn't ask about details. You didn't ask about these things. You just loved on me. Yeah. Um, and I was able to like kind of reciprocate that. And, yeah. um, 
even though we'd been through all this bullshit of just hurting one another, the grace and like kind of forgiveness that we've been able to to share with one another over the past couple of years uh-huh. has just been enormous. Monumental. It's, just, it's been so astounding because right. for me as a person, I handle like it's affected with other parts of my life, like my leadership yeah. and my job, how I handle emotions with other people, Yep, just facing this bullshit that we've been facing on the side and having to fake all the other pretend. Yeah. Live a life. Have that jobs. We're, we're, we're happy parents. on the outside with everybody else. Right. But man, it was, it's fucking, it was, it's so tough. Uh, so tough. But yeah. No, I, I was done at the end. And, you were very and done. You, that was a big you deal. Like really pursued me. That was the first time I was like, well, when I saw that you were shocking. done, when I saw For me it was shocking, when I saw that you were done, that was, um, like a reality check for me because you had never been done before. It was, I was always, never done before. it was always me deciding, okay, okay, fine. Okay. Yeah. And, and looking back, yeah, it was always you, you deciding to stay. Yes. And looking back, I think the first time that we got back together after separating, I felt like I'd been talked into staying. Not that I stayed when I didn't want to, because ultimately I did. I did want us. I did want this to work, you know. But I did, to a degree, feel you felt like, like you compromised a little, right? It's, <sighs> it's okay to say that. Like, yeah, you, you gave in a little. I, it's just not the right word. Yes, for lack of a better term, yes. But that's not. I didn't exactly feel like I compromised. That's not a word I would use. To um, did, did to you feel like it. you took the L? Like you took the L? Yes. You took the L. That, yeah. Okay. There you go. You know what I'm saying? I did. I, like, I, I, I took the L for sure. Right. Yeah. The second time, I think we both took the L <laughs> and just stayed. Yeah. The second time was like a big mess. Yeah. Yeah. The it second was... time we were like, oh, what? What? No, this is the, well, this is the line. We're going to leave after this. Yeah. We're not done. Come on. And then, yeah, the, th- the third time, the go around, it was like, you took the L. I, I needed to take the L. I and, needed to. And, and I was able to go, oh, okay. And then since then, it's been it's been really good. Yeah. Well, um, it was so. I mean, we didn't start healing until after the third time. I mean, no. Here's this is where I disagree. I think there's oh. a process of healing because you you heal different areas as as we've gone through this. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay. Um, so take that back. One thing we've talked through different things. We've gone we've gone through different stages, and it's a fucking process. Right, and and the people who who oh they just cheated once and they're they're getting through it like oh god I hope that that's it like yeah um for us like we we went through this a few times mm-hmm. um been around the block now like a lot <laughs> I, I feel like part of that process is how we talk to each other how we communicate like our our issues our problems like yeah. I think we've we've emotionally been uh, able to navigate things a little bit better well and uh, we matured a lot like some emotional intelligence just between us how we talk like yeah through our emotions or through when we're fighting and well we'd finally started to figure ourselves out oh yeah and there's some big issues like i i went through therapy and had to go through a lot of like yeah you went through a lot i'm a very different person than i was eight years ago oh night and day very 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 different very different we wouldn't be married if you weren't we wouldn't be yeah no no no. i've made some significant changes Uh um that's but you why have to the, do that. You have to do that together. That's and why I hate the damn fr- um, fucking phrase that it's like, if you don't deserve me, at w- if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. No, you're a fucking piece of shit person. If someone can't handle you at your worst, it's probably because they have healthy boundaries. 
True. Oh my it's god. It's probably yes. because they have some self worth. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, no, I don't want to deal with you. Fuck her. Fuck her. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, sorry, you don't. To to me, like in our relationship, we, uh, you're not allowed to just pull the this is the way that I am card. Sorry, that's not that's not no. an acceptable answer. It's just you're not allowed to say that about the fucked up parts I, of you. Like, no, that's what I think the one great thing I I love about marriage and, and one thing I've enjoyed is that. There are there are some of the shittiest parts of me you've been able to sand and grind down and like yeah and those are and they've become good parts of me you know, me being snarky and stuff like that I used yeah. to be a lot more meaner now I'm not so meaner but I still like to do it it's you a little more, more tact right but you go back and forth in marriage and you get to like you be the sandpaper for the other person and really make them a better make them better well and here you know when like when people get to a point in their relationship when they're like, well, they're just not the same person anymore. Yeah, I mean, no, you just gotta. We're not the same person. We're not either. the same people. You're, you're <laughs> yeah. not the same person either. No, God bless. Both of us are much better now than we were when we were young. We did a lot right. We did a lot right in our we, marriage. We, we, we did. We, a, just, we did plenty wrong. No, we did a couple things wrong a bunch of times. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So, having said all that, we really just wanted to preface. So like how fucked up we were and we still managed to get through it. And this is how, this is how we did. Right. Yeah. Do we have any other details we need to add to the first hour of cheating? <laughs> no, just ultimately that. Ultimately, if either of us say ultimately one more time in this podcast, I'm turning it off. Okay. Well, now I'm going to say it. Now you're going to say it 12 more times. I'm going to have to say it. Oh gosh. Uh, think of, pull up your thesaurus on your phone. Think of another word. I'm sick of hearing it. <laughs> I Oh gosh! <laughs> Ultimately, what were we gonna say? Go ahead. I I, for, I forgot now. Oh, okay. I, I don't want to talk about it now. Okay. Now let's talk about the fucking aftermath. How we cleaned up everything. Maybe maybe, maybe that's what I was trying to do. You're Got trying a good to segue. smooth. You're <laughs> like trying to smoothly transition us into without saying ultimately. Oh, good. We said it more. So <laughs> I well the, I guess the, think we oh. the transition of of going into like. We we kind of came to a point a couple of years ago when we said we got to get on the same page, yeah. And 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 then for the past few years we've really start, got on the same page together. Every single day, it's together. We have uh, worked on being uh, on the and, same page. And seriously, when one of us is being a cunt, we'll be like, "Hey, why are you being so cunty?" Like, yeah. Well, like, yeah. What's going on? Of, like, Knock it off. We're, 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 I want to know the things that are are dealing with you. Uh, yeah. The. the if you're having a hard time, whether it's your ADHD, my depression, yeah. sex, whatever it is, yep, we're we're not going to leave each other alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've kind of practiced that, and we've kind of just been open with each other, um, right? As we as we as we talked in the previous episodes, some things that have helped us uh, since then is just for me is just being honest with you, just going, hey, I feel a certain way, yeah, and you not ignoring that and addressing it. So yeah, I just start like paying attention to you and shit. It's fucking yeah. terrible. Exactly. So, well, I guess so, let's, so. Let's start with the first thing, which would be apologizing. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, what do you mean the first thing? Like, I mean, oh, dealing with all this afterwards. Yeah, the, I think the first step in you know moving forward. Oh, moving forward, like oh, is apologizing. Cheated? Yeah, well, both of us, like oh, our like, our apologies. It's there. This is not something you can just say. I'm sorry. Oh, you have to take complete ownership. Well, there, yeah. So part of a big part of apologizing for us was not just admitting what we'd done, but it was 
I don't know what I'm trying to say. I have no idea. Admitting what you've done, but what admitting like all the effects that it also has. Like, yes, I think a big part of apologizing was recognizing how it made the other person feel. Right, but here's the thing. One thing that we've done, it's not just apologizing in the beginning. It's the constant apologies that are going to come six months later, three months well, later. Well, so apologizing uh, is... It, it's, it's a continual effort. Yes. So some of the things that we've dealt with since then is, is insecurities. And, well, and but no, but you still have to apologize for those things. What I'm, like, what I'm saying is when, if you have cheated... You have to apologize multiple times. Absolutely. Because you have to apologize in the beginning. You have to apologize once they're able to uh, process how they feel. You have to apologize when they're working through it. it it's. Yeah. Part of it, I'm like, if they're having an insecurity, they're having an insecurity because of you. You should probably apologize. You better again. fucking apologize for it again. Like, yeah. Just just do it. Like, it's, not, it's, it's, it's not that hard. There's, as the cheater, you don't you don't really get to pull the whole, well, I said I was sorry card. Yeah. No, no. Fuck that. No, no, no. You don't. It, you have it, to you constantly don't. be reassuring. Yes. Um, you need to be very, very and, sensitive. And there's times like also as the forgiver too, like you also have to be willing to like be open sometimes of going, Hey, I've, I'm having a hard day. Yeah. I'm, I'm having ha- a rough day. I'm we did that a, a lot. Day. And, and we would say that. And there were certain keywords we would say that weren't like, we're not going to, okay. Okay. Can we, can we all be real here? And like, you're not going to have a fucking emotional conversation every single day. Oh, God, that no. goes, Oh, I just want to talk about feelings. All that. No. No. Sometimes it would just mean you would just look at each other and go, I'm having a rough day. I just need you to be a little easy on me. Yeah. And then we give each other a hug and then you just, we got it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be a long conversation. It doesn't have to be a, Oh, emotional like, like thing. It just has to be a little bit of a, Hey, I need a little bit of a break. Yeah. We were, we were pretty sensitive to each other during that time during like the apologies part of it. Also recognizing a lot of times we would point out like, Hey, are you having a hard day? Like, are you okay? Because you kind of seem like you're having a hard day. Well, for me, because you're not really good at asking questions, I would just yeah. have to tell you I'm having a hard day. And yeah. You would say the same thing. I'm like, you would just go, hey, I'm having a hard day. Like, mm-hmm. because there's going to be days where something triggers it, like where yep. something triggers a negative feeling. Like, oh, the um, triggers were so fucking hard because they're sometimes still they hard. Come, they're still hard. They're still hard. They get, they're, like, they're fewer real. and far between now. But we still deal with it. We still deal yeah. with insecurities. We yep. still deal with those things. Yep. But, and they suck. They could, sometimes they come out of nowhere. But like we've said in the past, like if there's things that are unresolved in your relationship, shine light on them, get them fixed, yeah. and then it's not. Then it they becomes fester. less of an issue. Yeah. Don't let it fester. No. And that's one thing we've done well in the past few years is that we haven't let it fester. Yeah. We've gotten in some fights. Don't get me wrong. This it's not all yeah. fucking rainbows and fucking unicorns. No. But we've you know we've worked through it and like we've been kind of intentional about it. Going, hey, I'm feeling a certain way or like. Right. Hey, this something happened that made me feel really insecure. Right. And you and the other person has. You have to, to be, address it. You you have to constantly be reassuring. And even if it's and, years later, you have to be sensitive to it. You have to be sensitive that they are still going to have those feelings, right. and you have to be patient. I feel like with when it comes to infidelity and reconciliation in in a marriage, there's never a period. No. That sentence is not is not never going to end. Nope. There's not going to be a period where it's just going. It's done. It's finished. It's in the bag forever. It's yeah. not. I really don't think that. I think that the person who 50 years down the road, they're still, they're still going to be something there because yeah. I feel that cheating is that much of a wound. It is like a death. It will forever it is like, alter your marriage. And if you pretend like it doesn't, it'll just destroy you too. I'm not saying that we're less. I've, I'm so happily married with you. 
Yes. I love being married to you. I, think I love we're being married happy. to you. We're best friends. I think like people should be jealous of the marriage that we have. I think people are. And they, they should be. Yeah. Because I, fuck, I fucking love our marriage. Well, and here's the thing. But we're not pompous still, about it because we worked really, really but, hard to get here. But there's still some, there's still some things that fucking hurt mm-hmm. in our past and stuff. That, They'll like, always hurt. And I think we have a great marriage, but I'm going, oh, there's something going, that kind of hurts. Yep. And in 25 years, 30 years from now, it's still probably going to hurt. Yeah. Like, and it's you, okay. It's okay and, that it does. And that's what we're here to say is that it's okay. Yeah. We just want, we, we just want people to know it's okay. Like, well, and sometimes it's not, sometimes it's not sad. Sometimes it's not sad and insecure. Sometimes what keeps coming back up is anger. Oh, and it's okay to be angry and you've got to be okay with your spouse being angry with you. Right. You've got to tell them it's okay for you to be mad at me. That was a, for me, that was huge. You told me that a few times that you were like, it's okay that you're mad. Yes. Oh, I, told and I, you, need, I, I needed to hear I, I told, that. I was like, you can be mad at me. Yeah. And that was a big part of our reconciliation. I think was, was just not justifying, but what, um, re reaffirming the other people's feelings. Like, it's okay for you to be angry. It's okay for you to hate me. It's okay for you to feel all the, like, I get it. I'm like, it's okay. You should feel like that. It's okay that you feel that way. Oh, most definitely. Instead of a, oh, you just want to punish me or you, I can't believe you're not over this yet. Like one of the things that I think that I did well is when I confessed and because I confessed all mine, it wasn't, I never got caught. No one ever told me. I feel like you still kind of like think that that's better. No, I just say it is going like uh, I wanted to explain my kind of emotional um, stance on it is like I confessed it like it wasn't like a a co- I'm not being like pompous or like bragging about that by any means uh-huh. confessing it whatever right but one of the th- uh, the things that you did is not asking all the details uh huh like um. Don't ask details. They'll be the only advice um, we give. Giving that same grace back. Yeah. And then even though like in some of our like insecurities uh, of just being honest with each other back and forth, I think that that like was a, uh, something that's benefited us is being able to, to kind of be open with one another and to trust that we're not going to be really be mean with our questions. Like, yes. like th- and then yes. I guess that's a safe area that we feel like. I do I don't think we feel did that well. I don't feel like I'm coming from a very defensive point of view where I'm like, because in my mind, I'm like, there's nothing to defend because everything I did was wrong. Right. But at the same time, I also, it it feels good to trust you that you're not asking me all the details and stuff like that because our ultimate goal is to fix what we have. Right. And why things happened. No good can come from knowing details. There's absolutely no, it, it won't like if this will be I think probably the only bit of advice we'll give you is if you're dealing with this whether or not you stay together don't ask details there's there's absolutely nothing that they could tell you that would not make the the way that you feel worse you don't it's not a I have a right to know I should know all you know tell me xyz don't do that to either of you no there's a country song it's like I wish I didn't know now what I didn't know then oh god you would and I th- tie this to a country song, Toby Keith song, I think. Oh, barf, but no, it's it's. <laughs> sometimes you don't you don't want to know some things. Like it's no, I'm easier, telling you, you don't want to know. It's easier you not don't want to know some things. Yes, but we both respect that about each other, and you did that first. Yeah, and 
for us in this like thing, like it helped me when it was when the roles were were, were reversed. It helped me tremendously. Do you? Because see- I'm not wired that way. I'd, yeah. I I would want to know every detail. Every detail. But yeah. because I knew how it felt to be the perpetrator. Yeah. And to not be asked those questions. Yeah. That was that that was a big relief for me. Yeah. So to be able to pay that back for you. Yeah, that was a big that deal. meant a lot to me. It, it meant a it, lot. To it me was too. a big deal for me because you go, okay. It was I, a big deal for me because I still expected it. I didn't expect you to treat me the way that I treated you. I expected you to treat me the way that you would have treated me. Right, but that's proof also that I, by this time, like I'd made some significant changes in my yeah. personality and like how I'm handling how I handled situations. Yeah. And well, do you still think we haven't talked about this in a while? But um, we've said it before. But do you still think this that had I cheated first? Uh, we would have just that, that would have been it we would have called it quits then well here's one thing that 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 the first time and we haven't we haven't really t- talked about it. like this is our grand overview is the story we just told of of how we cheated but during that time we i lost a lot of friends um the yep. the, the the it wasn't the first time i cheated but the second time when y- your family knew and everybody knew yep i lost uh, Pretty much, uh, almost every friendship, every significant close friendship I had yeah. uh, was gone. Then that was a that was a big part of the healing too, because some of that was the res- some of that was collateral damage of our cheating. Yeah, no, and like some it, of it were people that we were forced to cut out of our lives, and some of it were some of it was that when we got back together, there were people that treated Sterling differently. Yes. And that pissed me the fuck off. Oh yeah. No, I, I couldn't, I couldn't move past that. I couldn't move past people treating you differently. And that made me very, 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 very angry to see people treat you differently when I'm all, what the fuck did he do to you? He didn't do a fucking thing to you. Not one thing, but, but those people loved you. And they, so like they have a feeling towards you. So they're angry at me. Is it, which that's is kind of cool, that's but why we open, recommend, like, don't that's why we you, tell you don't tell people. Don't tell people, but because there are, I don't care how members, close they your, are your, to you. Part of your family didn't treat me the same. Like, so my family like, still doesn't treat you the same. Yeah. Here's no. the thing: is I don't care like, how close you think you are to the people that you tell. There are some people who will not be able to forgive them. Right. And legitimately, that has ruined relationships for us because that i i couldn't deal with that sterling i think was kind of willing to eat shit in that area but i wasn't i wasn't a i wasn't about to let you eat shit in in that area no but and we lost friends but we lost friends um but we lost friends because we got together we got we stayed together yep and we lost we lost friends because of the way that they uh, reacted to me wanting to leave what do you mean i cut people out of my life who were like you should stay Oh, yeah. When I wanted to, when I wanted oh, people want to give unsolicited advice all the time. Like, <laughs> That's why uh, we're not going to give any fucking advice. You guys do whatever like, you think you need to do. And yeah, exactly. Cause this, this is how we deal with our fucked up story. Yep. Um, and we just continually now continue to just be open with each other and like communicate more and more and more and more. Like yeah. talk, talk, talk. Like yeah. we're all about that because it's helped us now. But at the end of the day, if you weren't willing, like there's a time the, the here's one thing that like is an asterisk for us. Mm-hmm. Each time that we are in that separation point of really, we're going to get divorced. Mm-hmm. 
what really held us together was there was one person hanging on for dear life. Yes. Every stage. Literally dear life. So like the first time we separated, I was hanging on for dear life. Mm-hmm. I was doing everything I can. I was doing it for myself as well, but, yes. but also I was... I wanted to hold on to our marriage. We were sweating blood for our marriage. And then, you know, the last go around, I was done. Yep. You were holding on for dear life for our marriage. You wanted to hold on. So there's been both times where one of us wanted out. And uh-huh. what held us together was the other person holding on going, we can do this. Well, and we, we fought this. hard for each other. But we did. We we re- And we made tangible changes. Yeah. And in, that- in, in behavior, in, in decision making, mm-hmm. in how we did those tangible changes. Yes. Not... Not, oh, I'm going to treat you better, baby. No, no, no. We made significant changes yes. that were perceivable. Like it wasn't just... Over a, time. Over time. And yes. and sustainable over time. Yeah. And, those, and fast forward a few years, those changes are still here. Yeah. Like we're still yeah. um, reaping, you know, the fruit of that. Like, right. Oh. Right. Well, and that's what bring... I wrote this down just as a note. Like you hear the analogy of like, you know, marriage or relationships are 50-50. We've never thought that. We've always said that marriage is 100% and 100%. That's actually yep. your... You've said that since yeah. the beginning. Before Dr. Phil fucking said it. Is that what Dr. Phil says? Yeah, that's what... I said it before he was even on Oprah. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> I swear to God I said it before him. <laughs> okay, okay. Who, it's your what, idea. Whatever. It's your, you'll be, I want credit. I'll add it to your, the Wikipedia page you don't have as a quote. But uh, so we've always said that and, it's and 100... Oh, wait, hold on. It's 100% and 100%, right? Right. So when one person is giving 0%, the other person gives 200%. Yes. The other person isn't giving 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you don't know what that feels like. And maybe not many people know what it feels like. I guarantee you, everyone who's listening knows what that feels like. 200%. Everyone who's listening knows in a relationship when they feel like they're giving everything in the relationship but are they giving 100 percent? are they giving 200 percent? maybe they're doing both like they're they're doing their, everything they saying, can do and that is that but that's what fucking marriage is about sometimes that like your spouse changes is you. just fucking up yeah and like you work through it but that's that's why we're not just dating right. we're married we're in this, right like oh well and i think this you know um one of the one of the some of the best marriage advice we got uh, before we got married was to go into marriage with divorce, not being an option. Divorce isn't, and that doesn't mean that you can't get divorced, but that means that divorce isn't a threat. Divorce isn't, you know, you don't have one foot out the door. It's not, it's not your plan B. You are my plan B and you're my plan C and you're my plan D. And now we're on plan like Z. You're my alphabet plan alphabet. Yeah. What it, that's so, what it is. Like the way that we looked at it as, marriage just or divorce just genuinely wasn't an option for us. So I think having that mentality for us really worked because when we saw the other person at 0%, we didn't look at it as like, well, I guess that just means things are over. Or I guess that just means that we should go our separate ways or now, you know, I'm only going to give oh, this much. If and- you, if you would have said that at, when I was at 0%, we, we would have been divorced. Exactly. If you were like, okay, we're good. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just go our separate ways. Yep. Nope. I, I, I would have signed the papers. Yeah. hundred percent. And the That's first time, so scary if, to think if, about. If, if you were, if the first go around, if I was like, all right, here's the papers, you would have signed them. Oh yeah. You would have signed them a hundred percent. Um, but during those times we fought for each other. Well, so how, how do I guess, it, how did, what did we, what did the forgiveness process look like for us? 
I think it's still, I think it's a continual process. It's not. Yeah. It's not, oh, just, you know, ball, you know, it's, you know, you're mm-hmm. just clean from all your, your sins and mistakes and like your slate no. is wiped clean. It's a. It's that's a, what I used to think it was in the beginning. That's what I thought it was. I think it's a process of a uh, continual forgiveness. It's, it's, I think it looks like this now is when we have insecurities mm-hmm. of not blaming you for my insecurity. I deal with my insecurity like mm-hmm. if, if a situation happens mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh, like that makes me a little like I might vocalize and go, hey, I'm, I'm just I feel this, this way, way today. Mm-hmm. but I'm not going to treat you any different because of it. Right. Like, because it, it may not be something that I have done. And regardless, vice regardless, even like it's now we've gone through it. We've decided we're going to work through this, that if there's any insecurities that pop up. I I should communicate that with them. We talk. We can talk to them, or I yeah. deal with them myself and go, "Hey, I need to work through this on my own because I I shouldn't put blame on you anymore because I've chosen to forgive you. I've chosen to move on, and vice versa. I expect the same thing from you." Yeah, is, well, and uh, you know, eventually, I think we got pretty good at taking ownership of our feelings. Yes, uh, you know what I mean. Like, what? Let's say we had divorced, and you know, what am I going to take all those trust issues and insecurities into another relationship? Like those oh, had to be point. addressed yeah. is that like within yourself, right? Yes. Yeah. Like I, I couldn't keep putting the responsibility of my, the way that I felt and the responsibility of my healing on you because I mean, let's say you didn't care. Let's say you didn't try to, let's say you did leave and I was just left that big broken mess of a person. Like I still ultimately, Oh fuck. You said ultimately, <clears throat> I still wanted to fix the person that I had become. Mm-hmm. Like I, I mm-hmm. still wanted those things for me. And I think that made a very big difference in our personal happiness because we don't say you, you are not responsible for your spouse's happiness or, No, no, and vice versa. And I think that we both have been supportive towards one another in this area mm-hmm. is and to encourage in Hey, we encourage each other to work on, work on yourself. Yeah. Um, fix your shit. Yeah, and we can navigate that together. Like, let's talk about it and stuff. But right at the end of the day, because you and I, each relationship, each relationship has its strengths and weaknesses. Uh-huh. Um, you, for instance, aren't very good at like having emotional conversations towards me, like, like towards oh, anybody. <laughs> how do you feel about this? Blah 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 blah. I yeah. am. I'm a little bit better than that. I like to ask those kind of like. Well, um, I'm, but I'm much better those now. Questions. Those um um those things. But for me now, what works for me is just to let you know. I have to. So if I let you know and I just volunteer the information, you're good at reciprocating. And then like, I, I don't know, shut down emotionally. Right, like you, don't I used shut, to. you don't shut down emotionally. So yeah, now we've been able to support each other, like as we both kind of navigate our own bullshit, mm-hmm. because we realize like I had thing I had with our infidelity, I had major issues from childhood that came out of this. Right. Um. Uh, that were for me that were life changing, like yeah. ha- personality, like changing almost like where I discovered, you know, why I just, dis- why, why I am the way I am. Yeah. Um, based off of, you know, things that, things were not that happened your... to me that weren't my choice. Like yeah. I did not choose to be a sex addict. I didn't choose for things, things well, that happened and, and you to weren't... me as a kid to, to like right. lead me in this way. But at the same time, it's still your responsibility. It's still my responsibility. Yeah. The choices I made are my responsibility. Yeah. This is not a cop out, but I have to navigate that. Yeah. You know, for well, myself, and you are now supportive of that. Yeah. Well, and, and 
we can go bounce it back and forth. I had to navigate the reality that the reasons why I did the things that I did were because of what someone else did were, you know what I mean? It was, it was a result of what you did. And I had to, I had to navigate the reality of that, but also that it didn't take any responsibility away from me because I'm the only person responsible for my actions. Right. And you were paying, but you, you also say that you never did it as like a revenge cheat. No. And that bugs me a lot. There's a couple people that know details that, that think that, and that, that pisses me off because you, know, it, you came from a place of hurt and you were hurting, but it doesn't yes. necessarily mean like, Oh, it's a revenge. Like, Oh, you did this just because of this. You did it from a, no. A, well, and a I guess that, that was my point yeah. of when I got to the real, realization of like why I'm, I can confidently say it wasn't a revenge thing is that that decision was genuinely the first decision I made without thinking of other people. That decision wasn't to get back at you. That decision was literally made without taking you into consideration at all. So yeah, we were pretty supportive of, of, you know, each other fixing those things. But again, like none of this would have happened. Like the only way that we were able to be supportive of each other was because of how hard the other person was working. Like there was, there was evidence of change. Like there was evidence of, you know, they weren't just words. Like there was actions. There were, there were things that were, you know, happening that gave us a very good reason to continue to work together. Right. I, I don't want anyone to listen to this podcast and go, oh, these people just cheated and hurt each other. And that's what they just continue to do. Yeah. Like no, that's our MO. Like no. it's just part and, of our relationship. And they stuck together just because of the kids. No. No. We both made changes and we are different people, but we still decided to love and stay together and 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 work this out. Yeah. In spite of all the th- the things that we did to hurt each other. Yeah. Um we are different people than this we, is, we are this now. This is the worst part of better or worse. I still fucking love you to death. Yeah. I and, love you more now than ever. You're a different person than than you were ten years ago. Yeah. But I still I love you who you are right now. Yeah. And I love you more for it. Uh the yeah. the, the things that we've been through. Now if I could go back and change it, I would I wish I wish I would have known about the things bef- ever before I've cheated. Well, like what I would change is I wish I'd never hurt you in those ways. Right. Like I, that's what I would change. But to be honest, I, and I think we both are like now we're both today. We're both people that we like to be. Right. If, if someone asked me like, and that would, I wouldn't change. If you could go back, would you change it? I would only, if I could discover who I was before I got with you or, yeah. And to discover the things, um, I would do that. But in hindsight, I wouldn't because I'm at peace with who I am now. I would go I through was, it. I, I would go through it all again to get you to where be- you are today. Before I ever cheated, I was not at peace with who I was as a person. Yeah. Um, and now I'm at peace with who I'm as a person. Yeah. And that has bring that's worth that, it. That has mended so many things in my life. Yeah. Uh, and it is it's so much it's so worth it. So how did we forgive ourselves because there's a lot of guilt and a lot of shame and it's very, very hard to forgive yourself when you see the person that you love the most as low as they can possibly go as a result of what you've done. I don't know. I, 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 I still think that part of, part of me is still hasn't forgive forgiven myself. Really? If I'm being honest is because I, is there anything I do that makes you feel that way? No, no, it's more of like, uh, or is this your narcissistic 
expectation disappointment thing. I love you a lot. And it, mm-hmm. it, you inside my mind, like if I, if I, if I think about you, I would never want to hurt you. And right. when, when I think about like, this and going, Hey, I got to forgive myself for hurting you in the worst of ways, mm-hmm. hurting the one person I love more than anyone on the planet. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to forgive myself of that. Mm-hmm. Of going, I hurt you in the worst of ways. But isn't that kind of spitting on my forgiveness? If I'm able to forgive you True. for that. So this is where I struggle with it. You're able to forgive me for that. Mm-hmm. I need to receive that forgiveness. You have to it, be able to receive it. If I can't forgive myself, then how can I really receive it right. and move on? Well, part and, of And I try to do that, but there's still, there's still part of me that just goes... It's a battle. Like, I... Part of me still hates myself for for the decisions I made. Yeah, there's there's still there's still a part of me that goes. Well, we like, got into like, a pretty big fight recently that brought the this issue back up, and I'll be the when it was happening, I thought we were going back into not doing very well. What do you mean? Um, well, a few months ago we got into it about, and you said that you don't think you've ever really forgiven me. Right, and and and. I think it was more about me forgiving myself. Um, That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. I think and it's that more was a, about that struck a nerve. That was because I have forgiven you, but there's, there's some things where like, I just haven't released responsibility uh-huh. or a responsibility of pain or like respond. Like, yeah, I'm still the person who caused you this, this, all this, this pain. And like, mm-hmm. for me, like forgiveness, I almost feel like I'm letting myself off the hook and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of what it is. I mean, you got you have but to. I, but I'm like, I sh- I feel like I should. But part of me feels like I should never be let off the hook because I hurt you so badly. Yeah, but I think that and, part of when and to be able to let yourself way. off the hook and to go, oh, it's okay. Like, it's a freeing, it's a freeing thought. It's a yeah. liberating thought. I think that that mentality bleeds over into you not letting me off the hook. Exactly, either. exactly. So this is the thing that what I've struggled with is going, hey, well. Well, I, I, if I can let you off the hook, I have to, we both have to be able to come to this point together. Yeah. And I've worked and over the past couple of months, like it's, it's getting there, but there's still, there's still a part of me that just kind of, well, I think it's still a process. I mean, we're not that far away from this. No. And, and guess what? I, I think that in 10 years, we're, st- we're going to still be dealing with it in some area or some way. Yeah. Well, like um, we said, it's a, uh, it's a giant wound that heals that just becomes a really big evidence scar. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's not like oh, we walk into a McDonald's and like start crying or something. It's like no, but it's kind of like you know old, you know, like when you get an injury and then like twenty years later, like a storm rolls in and you can feel it in your hip. That's like it's still there. Yeah, it's still there. <laughs> I think it's like that. Exactly. Well, there's just some there's some phantom pains or like when you get an arm cut off. Sometimes you still feel like there's an arm there. And it just oh, happens yes. from time to time. Yeah, phantom arm. Like Dude. well, like I feel like this is the emotional uh, equivalent of what amputees go through. I don't fucking know. Oh, maybe think, it was a I bad. There's is pretty, it's pretty bad. I would have rather lost an arm. I'll, uh, I'll be honest. <laughs> I have not lost a limb, so I'm not going to speak to that at all. Um, but I'm going to say that losing a limb was probably less painful than what we have been through. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty bad, but it was pretty bad. Uh, I feel like there's a bunch of stuff that we didn't like get into, but I don't even I'm, I'm know. I'm sure people will, will ask, but, don't say ultimately there's a a lot of marriages have dealt with this they say 40 to 50 percent of uh married women have have cheated in their in in their marriage and it's like up to 60 percent of men Mm -hmm. 70 percent of marriages 
after infidelity stay together mm-hmm. why but i, I wonder how, is, there any, is there any data about how long they stay together no, I, there probably is well because I'm, 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 I, I mean i looked up a bunch but yeah it's just it's it's prevalent like even in like uh normal uh relationships like men are like 22 percent uh likely to cheat and women are like 16 uh so it goes both ways uh-huh. um the thing is that there's a lot of people that deal with this. Uh, yeah. We want to, we ultimately, not ultimately. Uh, oh, God. We want. Favorite word. You should get a tattoo. These people you? that decided to st- stick it out. Is it, you're not by yourself. Like, we're here with you. Like, it's, it's hard. It's really hard to navigate when you decide to stick it out. Yes. Well, and and I would say deciding like, to stick it out is not the biggest decision. Like, just deciding to stay. What's the biggest decision? It's it's the forgiveness. It's the moving forward. It's the it's the dealing with your emotions. It's the forgiving the other person. Oh, the road the, down the path. The the path is so long. That that's what I mean. So like it's the de- it, the decision to stay is literally just the very first stepping hurdle. Like the like first hurdle. Yeah. yeah. It's it's the first. Well, it's the first thing. I, I don't even think it's the first. Just being able to talk to the person is the first thing. Just being able to look at the person's the first thing. No, like, but I mean, just being once able to, you like sit in a room with the person, like I guess your work isn't done just because you decided to stay. No, the, no, 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 no. It's <laughs> that's really not even the work. No, the work is all the stuff after. Like, yeah, but it's worth it for us. It's, yes. it's been worth it. I, I would. Um, it has been a hundred, hundred percent worth it. Mm-hmm. I'm so thankful for the relationship we have now. Mm-hmm. I feel like we can healthily talk to one another uh, about just about everything when we have issues and fights and stuff, they, they don't, they're not like the fights we used to have. Like they're no. much more constructive. Uh, yes. They, that's the way that I think things should be to a degree. I mean, you, but we're honest with ourselves and also yeah. we, both of us can check each other and go, Hey, are you sure? Cause we both go, are you really sure about that? Yeah. Because we know each other a little bit more because we've talked about these things and we talked about these insecurities and stuff yeah. like that. Times when we've taken like insecurities after after infidelity, mm-hmm. we've both been reassuring both ways. Going, hey, are you okay with me doing this? Like you've, yeah. you've come to me and go, hey, True. I'm doing this. Are you okay with it? And I go, oh, baby, well, that's fine. Here's things that come but out. we want to be a little bit sensitive to one another. Well, so there's things that you change and activity actions that you change. Yeah, because uh, you know when something like this happens, th- you have a different approach to friendships you have a different approach to nights out you have a different approach approach to traveling when both of us have to the first couple times the two of us had to travel alone right those that had to be addressed because the person at home was stressed out yeah you you just you oh your mind your mind races and yes imagination goes oh my gosh what's gonna happen yeah you know but to and you know we get a lot of messages and we always have you know about people say like you know you guys seem like you really like each other you guys seem like you have you know a great relationship you guys actually seem like your friends you guys you know but we are we are well no well true but like people look at us and they see our relationship the way that it is now but they don't understand that the only reason we have what we have now is because we went through this Yes. We don't have this because we were meant to be together. We don't have this because we just, you know, we have something different. I mean, ultimately we do. Fuck. Ultimately. (laughs) But we we do have something different. We do have something different. But here's the thing. People say like, oh, you have something different. We do. Like, I'm not trying to be a pompous asshole and rub it into people. But we do. 
we do. But we like we have what we have today because we worked harder at this than we have worked at anything. We really worked hard to stay together. Yes, like you don't. I guess the way that I look at it is for you don't, better or worse, our vows. Like, we really went through the worst. But like when you see a bodybuilder, you don't look at them and be like, oh, man, I could just never have that. Oh, all the steroids they're, they're in the just, world. They're I don't just, care. He's still put work in. Here's the th- yeah. You see their hard. You see the hard work. So what we have now, that's the evidence of our hard work that we've put in over the last few years. Which is another reason why we don't give a shit about what people think. No, and about our relationship. I don't want it to also like. Uh, one of my fears was like, oh, we're, this is going to come off as like, oh, we just took him on the chin and we both cheated on each other and we're just sticking yeah. it out. Like as if this didn't destroy us like, as people. We're, we're, we're satisfied with just being sad, emotional, like people who cheat on each other. No. Right. We don't have an open relationship. We're not. No. We're not fine with. We're not brushing this. this under the rug. Yeah. These are things we've ripped the bandaid off. We're, we've talked about, like we've worked through and we continue to work through. Every single day. Every, single, Every day. single day. You still piss me the fuck off. Oh, I'm, I, you, I, I, I want to murder you right now. Yeah. I never you, not want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sleep see, tight. Hey, <laughs> I commented on both my daughter's and my wife's PMS today. Almost got murdered. Yeah, I almost got murdered. That was a bad decision. She was more angry than I was. Dude, I was all, oh, you, you guys done both looked up. at me simultaneously going, like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'll go buy you chocolate. True. So, yeah, I mean, we're we're down to talk about you know, this subject because, you know, we, we've dealt with it already and we hope that by us, I don't, I hope that the way we're able to talk about this is a testament to our healing. I, I hope so. Cause people ask us, they're like, are you, but did you really, are you really past it? Are you, did you really forgive? I, we, I, that what? really word pops up a lot. I know. I'm and, all, and you, that's what yeah, bothers really. me. Cause like forgive, well, I forgive. Right, but guess what? On a Thursday, I drive home and I see a certain billboard or something comes up and triggers me. Yeah, I hear a song. I'm gonna feel a certain way. Uh-huh. It's okay to feel that way. It's part of the process. It's part. And some there's been times where we've both been like, "Hey, I'm just kind of just kind of down. Mm-hmm. Like something happened. Or I'm just kind of like, mad today. Or I'm mad today. You know, the, guess what? We cheated with real people, with real human beings, as opposed to fake what people. I, what What I'm saying is, there could be things that tri- that the, that person could, someone could share them online or. Oh, we live on. in, I, we live in a constant fear of running into some of these people. <laughs> so no, what I'm saying is like they can literally, fear. or something could pop up or social media or whatever. And like it go, yeah. Oh, it like could be a trigger. We allow that in our relationship to go, to have bad days. Yeah. Like well, the, and those things worked, happen. We've also worked really hard towards healthy, like conflict resolution and healthy. Uh, what's the word? I have no idea. Um, Like, I think we have dealt with this in a healthy way. Uh, Maybe we have. We dealt it with it in our way. I don't, I'm not even going to say it's healthy or not. I'm just. Well, I mean, just, we were able to like, when I say that I deal with it in a healthy way, because I used to not, I, I, I didn't in the beginning, I didn't deal with my pain in a healthy way. I acted out and I did things that I would never would have thought that I would have done. So, Right. But I had to, and that's why I hit rock bottom is because I had to fix that because I didn't want that to just be who I was for the rest of my life. I didn't want in five years to have a trigger and then just act out or make a mistake again. I don't think either of us wanted that for ourselves. So we really had to 
address those issues. And that's why we were able to move past is because not only did we understand the other person's reasoning per se, but we showed the other person that like, Hey, this is, this is our, this is my issue and I'm working on this yes. and here's evidence of it. Yeah. So that we, sh- we've both shown, we could move past this and we've both shown each other how we've worked on it, these things. Yeah. And we've, We've both seen evidence in each other of of progress. Yeah, and we've made a lot of progress. But I guess both of us have in our in the healing. And there's some areas we haven't made progress in. I think we've or made progress made in all prog- areas, yeah. but some areas are just going slower <laughs> than other areas. Absolutely. Um, shit, I was just gonna make a point of something. I don't remember what it was. Any other final mm. thoughts? No, just this is. This is how we. How Again, we this is how. Yeah, this is how we did it. Uh, we're not saying that this, this is how shit. you should. This is this helped us. Um, it's possible because we've been to some really fucking low places. I'm, and I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm so happy in our marriage right now. Like and, yes, and I'm so just thankful for what we have together and yeah. and the way we parent now. Yep. The way that we talk with our kids. The way that we are just open with one another, like just across the board. I'm very, very satisfied with where we're at right now. Yeah. Um, and I, I really come from a place of peace and, and confidence yeah. of just going, Hey, things are so good right now. Yeah. And, and, well, and I'm proud of what we have. We're not holding secrets. We're not like, have like, and like no, going through all the things of our we've hard had, work. Right. And we kind of, over the past five, six years, we, we, had all this turmoil and then yeah. now it's like we have a place of peace even though we have all these the insecurities and other things that pop up but right we're still in a good place where we can just love and talk with, with one another and right and really be honest with each other i do feel like now literally to date as we're recording this episode we are to a degree past that portion of our life i i yeah i feel like that like even if one of us cheated again. I feel like it would just be, it would be a different thing. It wouldn't be an ongoing, like, no, no, it would be something different. It yeah. would be something different and it would be a whole nother. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, like it, I, I finally feel like it's taken this long and it took a lot of hard work to get here, but I finally feel like that part of our life is over ish. You know what I mean? Yeah. We can take a step forward. Like we can, we're, well, first we, of all, we can record a mud, fucking episode about it. Right. We can step out of the mud. It's not dragging. Yeah. We're not walking around with muddy boots. No. You know, yeah. Like, oh, this is what I was going to say is I feel like maybe we made the the aftermath or like the forgiveness period sound like, oh, very nice. We're supportive of each other. We were, you know, this and we tried to be there. There were lots of fights. Oh, lots yeah. of fighting. <laughs> Yeah. Like these are the high points of how we got through it, but there's a lot of ups and downs in tears, between crying, lots of tears, anger and all. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And fights that late night, late night fights. Oh God. Stay up fight till two in the morning oh, talking about how, shit. How many times have we had a fight oh, that starts at 10 a.m. 10 p.m.? Fuck those. <laughs> oh yeah. No, no, no. It's all those so many fights. Now I'm like, it's nine o'clock. I'm not even going to bring it up. Not even what we're talking about. Like I don't. Um, I'll revisit this about two p.m. tomorrow. What did we? We thought the last we did this recently. We started a fight at like ten p.m. and then we were like, "It's totally okay to go to bed angry because you're not making any sense at one a.m. Like just yeah, go yeah, to bed yeah, angry, yeah. call it yeah. quits. I'll see you tomorrow. 
we'll figure yeah. it out tomorrow because I got to go to sleep, even though I'm too mad to sleep and I hate you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> all right. Well, that's I think that's kind of all we have. That's our story in a nutshell. Hope you liked it. Let us know. Let us know this if you liked fun. it. If um if you didn't like it, delete fun. your account. I don't Whatever. fucking care. <laughs> don't tell us about it. <laughs> all right. I uh, um, hope, hope you got something from it. Yep. If you're sticking it out. If you're still here at this two-hour episode, if you're still listening at this point. <laughs> Some people are like, wow, these people are way too fucked up. I turned it off like 30 minutes in. It's all good. No one blame you. This then. <laughs> if, if you can't, if you can't handle us at our best. <laughs> what? If you can't handle us at episode one through nine, you don't deserve episode 10 or vice versa. I think it's the other way around. doesn't matter. Okay, we're done. Oh, God. Bye. I love you. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Not The Worst Marriage. You can also support the show at um, on Patreon, Not The Worst Marriage. And um, I don't know. I think, that's, I think that's all I have to say at the end. Anything else you want to add since you're over there taking notes? Sterling's looking at me. Oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs>